This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 344 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show, Peachy Driving. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Equisketch and Buy Me to D. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hail or hot water, while using their tails as their own flight swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop I'm Glenda Geek And I'm Helena B And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show On the Horse Radio Network Well howdy Helena Howdy Glenn so, just to remind you that winter's not over yet, they're going to give you another dose of winter up there in the Northeast. Apparently, um, yeah, somebody just, I was on the phone this morning and someone said, so are you bummed out about the snow? And I said, what snow? snow? It's melting. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you're supposed to get like eight inches. <laughs> I said, Hold on a minute. Did you like want to jump off a bridge? <laughs> well, I quickly pulled up my Wonderground map, and sure enough, tomorrow we have a 70% chance of snow showers with accumulation of three to five inches. Uh, is your snow gone yet? No. <laughs> no, it's not gone. I can walk from my house to the barn with only walking over one small patch of icy snow. Otherwise, it's primarily mud. But, there's but everything like else, there's and inches and inches of snow. Yeah, there's Ugh. still, um, you know, I don't know, two feet, a foot, Ugh. foot and a half. Ugh. The drips are still there. The front of like, it's just. Mm. I'm starting to hear. I'm starting to hear reports and read reports from people who wet the snow and ice has finally melted off their roof, and apparently nobody has gutters left. Like. Gutters are just no, the all ice over the northeast. Yeah, dams, just, things are pretty they just brutal. Took the gutters and ripped them right off. They said it looks like a bear came up and just ripped the gutters off the house. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh God, I pity you guys. I really do. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> I over. just. You know, I pride myself on being a tough little Yankee, but I'm really like like today. I was so cold. <laughs> I had to go upstairs and take a shower for like 110 minutes just to get <laughs> warm. And and I still was like, you need to get out of the shower now. <laughs> you need to get out. Like, I can't just It is more not too late for you to go drive to the Providence Airport, catch a plane down here, and come down for the weekend. I know. Well, I'll tell you what. If you're listening out there, we could use some more sponsors, if only <laughs> to pay my plane ticket to Horse Radio Network headquarters. Yes. And join the rest of us down here for the weekend. Yes, we'll, we'll I would love to be. I'm so, I mean, I would love to be at Live Oak with you guys. 
I would. That would be pretty awesome. We're going to be talking a little bit about that today. We have uh, one of our listeners is staying with us down here. uh, And she and her friend, uh, Chelsea Seavers and Lisa, are down here. And Lisa is doing reports for Horse Nation, our friends over there. So they are staying with us, and they're actually going to give us... She's going to give us a live report. Uh, This is Thursday as we're recording this. She's going to give us a live report from Live Oak International, dressage going on over there at the driving competition uh, and then we also have a couple more guests. We have Kat from Eat Your Tart Out with the, her recipe of the month, and then Erin Gilmore with the Wellington Report. We've got all kinds of things going on. Plus, I have a Tack and Habit segment with an odd product that we've been testing. Very odd. Odd so, product. Yeah, okay. It's, it's a very odd product, and I'll let you know how that worked out. Okay. But, uh, all of that is coming up on today's show. And Helena, why don't we get right to Kat from Eat Your Tart Out? with her recipe of the month. And if you'll remember right, we talked to Kat a couple months ago and she announced that she was pregnant. She's like, what, five, six months pregnant now? Yes, she is. Yeah, she's due in June. And she's going to, she picked a really easy dessert because, you know, when once the mom brain kicks in, and it does about six, between six and eight months, um, then you really don't want to do anything. But Kat says that this uh, this recipe is a, a no-brainer. So whether your mom brain has left and come back or left for good, as mine has, check it out. Yellow, yellow, my favorite food is yellow. It's very, very good. My favorite food is yellow. I'll start with a taco, soft like a cloud. I want mine crunchy. I like to eat loud. back with something delicious once again your mom brain is already in gear and well i know you said it's a little tough to get back into the kitchen but the delicious recipe you're going to talk to us today about is what you call a no-brainer you can't mess this one up can you no and this is why i love it so even pregnant or not (laughs) or not Whatever your wherever your mind is, this is one that I have yet to screw up. So I'm thinking it's pretty foolproof, especially because my brain is just so MIA lately. Which sounds terrible because you guys are coming to me for cooking advice. <laughs> right? I'm like, yeah, yeah but you got to Yeah, but most horse women's brains are on something else. So cooking is something they have to do, not necessarily they want to do. Right. So it's perfect. How much? How and this one seems cook prep times ten minutes. You can't beat that. No, you really can't, and that's why I like this. It's one of those, and while I call it peachy crisp, it is essentially a crisp crumble cobbler, whatever you want to call it, because there's different names for things, but they're all kind of interchangeable. For the most part, it has a crust and a nice like topping, like a streusel, and the middle is fruit. Or, oh, so that's what we used to call an apple crisp in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Okay. You know? Like I said, different yeah. areas have different names for things. I just roll with it. I say this is just this fruit and streusel-y type dessert for breakfast, after lunch, or dinner. It works out really well. when. Yeah, because it's all healthy. It's peaches. You know, it's all healthy. There's nothing bad in there. So. No, not really. I mean, yeah. the worst thing you got to do is you just have to basically throw the streusel together, which... In my recipe, I call for butter, flour, almond meal, oats, sugar, and salt. 
Now, a lot of people don't have olives. And peaches. And peaches. Okay. Yes. Just thought I'd throw um, that in there. <laughs> yeah. The streusel itself, though, just has those, everything but the fruit. And the reason I call for the almond meal, which is not one of those standard ingredients you usually have in your pantry, it makes for such a great texture of the end streusel slash crust. So I add that in there. Plus, it's extra protein, which as a pregnant woman, I need. Everybody needs protein. And if you can cut down on flour, I'm kind of off. Where, where do you get almond meal? Mm, yeah. um, pretty much every grocery store I've seen it in lately. Really? Oh, okay. It's the baking section. That baking baking section, section or gluten-free section because it's a great flour for gluten-free folks. Um, and if you don't have any, you can literally just bring out your food processor and grind down some blanched almonds. And that'll work just fine. It's really just really, really fine particles of almond. And it only requires one pan, from what I see. Yes, and that's the beauty of it. So you basically mix up your little streusel. You put some down on the bottom with a little bit of butter just so it coats and doesn't get stuck to your skillet. I love a skillet. So, again, I'm trying to compress down (laughs) recipes, pans, things like that. So you throw a little bit of butter down. You throw half of your streusel down. You just put some either frozen or fresh fruit. And I have directions on the blog post itself. So depending on what you're using, it'll tell you cook times and how to mix it up because not all fruit is going to behave quite the same. And then you add your streusel on top and you bake it. That's really it. That's why it takes 10 minutes to throw together. It's a great last minute deal. If you want to spruce it up and make it all fancy schmancy, you absolutely can. I give you recommendations for it, but... For somebody who's maybe trying to clean up their freezer or get excited about springtime or has extra fruit on hand, this recipe works for just about any fruit you can come up with. Very good. Yeah. And, and I still, the, the, let's talk about the bourbon part. <laughs> I didn't see any bourbon part. Where are you seeing bourbon? It is in kind of the you make it your own kind of recipe oh. section where I give you suggestions. Okay. So one of the things you can do is normally, like I said, when I make She has alcohol radar. I I was looking at all this writing. I didn't see bourbon, but Helena sees bourbon. There's bourbon. There's all sorts of suggestions. But normally you just throw the fruit down in the center and go with it. But if you want something like a bourbon and peach and maybe even pecan crisp, you can throw all that stuff together in the fruit part or even add it into your streusel. And mix it in. You know, this is a very forgiving recipe, which, again, is why I haven't been able to screw it up and why I like it so much. (laughs) But it's a good recommendation for if you've got kids you want to help you in the kitchen. It's a good one that they can help and feel very empowered. Or if you really just don't have the time. But you're like, hey, I've got, you know, this fancy schmancy hazelnut liqueur or something like that. And I want to mix it into, you know, raspberries or something. You can do that. There's a lot of takes you can do on this. And I have done it with berries. I've done it with peaches, apples. I've done it pretty much every way you can, but there's always going to be new ways depending on what you have in your pantry. Okay. Yes. And, and, and it's not recommended. I usually say it's good for six people. If you're having like a dinner party over, it will absolutely feed everybody, especially if you serve it like with ice cream. I was just going to mm. say, yeah, that, Jennifer would look at this and call it a vehicle for putting ice cream on. So, oh, yes, yeah. yes, it's a good excuse to have ice cream. Everything <laughs> <Yes>. is <laughs> <Have> ice cream. <laughs> That's yeah, right. So, I mean, you can do a lot with it. You can add ice cream. I, If you're doing like a berry one, like say you put strawberries down, 
you can shave some chocolate or just cut up some small ch- um, chocolate chips and things like that on top as it comes out of the oven. It'll actually get all melty. And then you can have like a strawberry and chocolate crisp or things like that. Thank you, Kat. You can find all of her recipes at eatyourtartout.com. And tart is spelled with an E. You can also find her on Facebook under Eat Your Tart Out. We all know the importance of deworming our horses, and Dr. Ellefson of Buy Me to Equine is helping us make sure we are doing it right. Listen for his four-part series the first week of every month on this very show. I just wanted to remind everyone, if you are due for deworming, why not save a few bucks on the popular Buy Me to line of wormers, including Equimax, Bimectin, Exodus, Exodus Multidose, and Equal. You can find coupons and special offers at buymediaequine.com, including a variety of rebate offers from cash to free ivermectin. You can also get up to $2 a dose back for Equimax. And while you're at Buy Me to Equine, get your free horse health record keeper, and you can just download it there. Plus, learn a bunch about parasites and deworming at Buy Me to, that's B-I-M-E-D-A, equine.com. We at the Horse Radio Network all use Buy Me to Dewormers because we want the best for our horses, and we know you want the best for yours, too. Buy Me to equine.com and tell them the Horse Radio Network sent you. Well, coming up next, we have Erin Gilmore. She's joining us. Her kind of, we're kind of tagging this segment, Adventures with Erin, because she flies all over the world. She's a jet setter. And she gives us her reports uh, from wherever she is. Well, she happens to be in Wellington right now at the jumping complex down there. And she's going to give us a report out of Wellington. And now we're back with the Adventures of Erin, who uh, is our our once-a-month correspondent for all things jumping and, and showing. And she is still in Wellington because I think things are winding down now down there, aren't they, Erin? Yes, they're winding down. We're in our final two weeks now, so we can all see the home stretch end of winter circuit. What's the uh, mood like <laughs> at the end? Uh, of the depends on who you ask. <laughs> no, the mood is good. We have uh, two really big Grand Prix, the finale Grand Prix, week 12, and then this, this Saturday's Grand Prix. The competition has heated up. I mean, this is the best it's going to get this season, and the last couple of weeks have been very exciting. So it's it's really fun, and also now we're at the time of year where seven thirty, eight thirty, nine thirty at night in Florida is really nice to be outside. So the weather has gotten great. Do they run classes in the evening? We have our Saturday Night Lights um, feature Grand Prix, which is always held at night under the lights. Um, but just that class mostly, yeah. And it's okay. packed with people to come out to watch it, too. It is. Yeah. 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 I was surprised it wasn't quite as full as it should have been maybe last week. But um, there's a little fatigue going around when you're at a horse show for 12 weeks straight. But um, that's not to say we don't still enjoy it and it's not still well, the, so much fun. The ones who have won the big classes and the big money are less fatigued. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> money does that for yeah. you. <laughs> Now, and then, Aaron, you're going to have some competition. Some of your riders are going to be bailing out on you this weekend, heading up here to Live Oak International, has a couple of big jumping classes with some big money. Yeah. Uh, and For me, I love beautiful. that. I, that just shows how much the sport has grown, that there is this big other class for riders to go to. And, of course, Hits Million is uh, Monday night. That's up here in Ocala, too. We went to that last year. And that was the only thing we went to hits for last year was over to the Hits Million and, and watched that class, which was full. I mean, the people, locals came out to watch that. It was really nice. They had a big audit crowd. Uh, and uh, so, I, you know, you'll probably be losing a couple riders coming up to the million. But uh, 
Live Oak is absolutely beautiful. It's done on the top of a hill at Live Oak Farm, which is 4,500 acres, uh, Chester Weber's place. And it's a grass field, and it's the same field they do dressage on for the driving competition this weekend. So it's just, the, the setting is just beautiful. I mean, it's just beautiful. Yeah, I think the riders really like that change of scenery to go up there and ride on a grass field. You know, we had a pretty strong East Coast contingent fly their horses to Thermal, California last week for the Thermal Hit Million. So oh, wow. um, Thermal's a big draw that week, and then the Ocala Million is a big draw again. Um, you've got some riders who are going to both of those classes. Um, I'm pretty sure with different horses. I don't think they're bringing the same horses. Aaron, what's the configuration like of horses and riders who go down to Wellington for the entire winter season um, and then those who come and go? Because I know some some barns will actually ship down for, you know, two to three weeks and then come back. Mm-hmm. What's the balance there? Um, I'd say it's a pretty mixed bag because it just depends on whether you're an amateur and you have a job to commute to or whether you're a trainer who has other clients at home. You can't just leave for three whole months or if you're a bigger rider and you just bring everything you have down here. Um, it, it really, really does depend. People have a lot of choices. So it's a mix. It's not like mostly, mostly professional riders are down there. You, you, you know, they might make up. Oh like, no, what, we've got half? strong amateur riders. No, lots of amateur riders. The amateur riders support the show with their entry fees and they're the ones paying the professionals. And we might have 11, 12 rings out west, but, um, amateurs are in at least half of those rings. So are they still coming down now, or are they the ones that are starting to pair off and, and move back up north? Uh, you know, it really depends on any given day. They've got 4,000 horses showing here. So you've got the amateurs who just live here, and you've got the professionals who've already gone home. And, you know, it just depends on their schedule. 4,000 horses. Is just I know. Yeah. I, I hear that number again and again, and it, it always takes the breath out of my lungs. <laughs> That's, right. That's every day. Not 4,000 different horses, of course, but that's, that's every day. They're, they're running 4,000 horses through the ring. Yeah. And, and, what do they do with all that manure? That's what I <laughs> want to know. It's a good industry down here. You should get into it if you want. I want to change careers. Mushroom farming. Mushroom farming. There's two things down there that good industries to get into is the manure, number one, and hedge trimming. Because yeah. there's yes. just a million miles of hedges. Yes, landscaping is very popular around here. <laughs> Everything is green all the time. So where will everybody head next? Let's see. That is a good question. I, again, it's like take your pick. For the top riders, they've been working hard to qualify for the World Cup Finals. And you know that the World Cup Finals of show jumping is happening in the United States this year. Mm-hmm. So they're going to Las Vegas in a few weeks. Um, and that's just the, the top few. Then we've got show starting up soon in California at, at Oak Blenheim and up in New York at Old Salem. So normally people will go home and sort of rest a bit, recover. Um, but there's already things happening all over the place. You know, the Global Champions Tour is a big European tour, and it's coming to Miami, Florida, um, the first week of April. So oh. a lot of riders are going straight from west, and they're just going to Miami to show some more. And that's, that's on cool. the beach, Helena. That's the one that it's we see the the, um, the architect's rendering of yes. the show the show ring yes. right on the beach. Yes. Okay. Yes, I'll be there. I'll have some real life pictures for you um, this time next month. Yeah, I bet it'll be really nice to catch those breezes. I mean, I know a lot of things are going to be blown all well, over the place. But what do you I, think? I, what I do don't you, know. Give I, us your honest opinion. I know. I just went out and bought some really light 
dresses so I don't die of heat exposure when I'm there. Uh, <laughs> last year, they had polo on the beach, uh, which is also really fun in the same spot where they're going to have Global Champion Store. And granted, polo was the end of April, so a couple weeks later, but it was hot. It was mm-hmm. 90 degrees. You mean you're all out, out, the out there in your bikinis and your, your swim trunks? We've got to have modesty in the media, Glenn. Come on. <laughs> Modesty oh, wait a media. minute. We need to get See, out, Alina. At least a little. At least a little. <laughs> Alina, you and I don't qualify then. We're done. We're out. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like fun. Emily Thompson, who does our jumping radio show, uh, wanted me to come down to the beach. And uh, I just can't that particular time. But it does look like fun, how they're going to set it up right at, on Miami Beach. Oh, yeah. It'll be dramatic. Uh, it'll be hot, but it'll be incredibly scenic. I can't wait to see it. And you'll hear the ocean going while they're jumping. It's going to be cool. Yeah, and there will be lots of people in their bikinis right there on the beach. They're not closing the beach. The beach will be open. Hey, and this is so Miami be Beach, so there'll be a lot of people probably not in their bikinis on the beach. So it, uh... Uh, You know, anything's possible <laughs> Just Miami, go, right? Glenn. Okay, just go. And it is you know you want to. Well, it'll be the end of spring break. That's the beginning of April. It'll be the end of spring break. They'll all be gone. You're a piece of work. <laughs> Aaron, so Kentucky, uh, a lot of them wind up in Kentucky too, right? Uh, at the park? Yeah. And you, yeah. did you hear about this new horse show that's happening in Kentucky this spring? No. You know, there's um, a rider. His name is Derek Braun. And I hope I get this right, but he has started a show. And I think he's doing uh, two weeks and then two weeks. It's called the Split Rock Jumping Tour. It's a big deal because there's not many FEI classes for show jumping in Kentucky where riders can earn FBI points. And Derek has organized this show, and it's an FBI-rated show, and uh, it, people are talking about it already down here. I think people are pretty excited about it. That's happening, I believe, April or May. That's well, nice. And how about the new, uh, the new facility in, was it, uh, in uh, North Carolina, in Asheville? Is that up and yeah, running that's, Yeah, it, that's up and running, too, and they've released their schedule, so... You'll see a lot of people go to that. I haven't been there, but the people I've talked to have showed there last year and sort of their soft opening. They were pretty excited about it. They liked it. It's owned by the same people who own the Winter Equestrian Festival here in Wellington. Well, that show, it's going to give, it's gonna give people a whole lot more choices than they had. I mean, it used to be they went to Kentucky or New York, right, if you're on the East yeah. Coast. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So where will more you go choices. then, Aaron? after this? I, where, what will you make your hub? Um, my hub is the world. I'm a global author. <laughs> I'm a gypsy. She has no uh, <laughs> No, but I mean, it's a little bit easier to travel around the Northeast when you've got these shows. So I'm assuming you'll come yeah, I, some- uh, So far, I, my plans are um, to go head over to Paris for a week and then go to Las Vegas. And I have to make my summer schedule after that. So. Oh, well. Tough life, I like. Yeah. Who's going to want to plan after Paris and Las Vegas? Las Vegas. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a great show that happens in Paris um, that's put on by our maid. So it's very, very fancy and over the top, but it's a wonderful show. Ooh, do you have something to wear? Um, I'm, I'm contemplating my outfit. Tough decision. Erin has a lot of clothes. I've seen lots of pictures of you, and I don't think I've seen the same outfit twice. <laughs> So uh, I think that's giving me a little too much credit, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Atta girl. 
<laughs> well, Aaron, thank you so much for checking in with us again. We can't wait to talk to you next year. Well, well, well next time we talk to you next month, I mean, we will uh, hear about Paris and we'll hear about Las Vegas and the World Cup. And of course, Absolutely. dressage is out there for a World Cup, too. So it's dressage and jumping out there. It is. Yeah, I'm excited to watch the dressage, too. Reese Koffler-Stanfield and Philip Parks of our Dressage Radio Show are going to be out there. They're, going to, they're heading out to watch it, so I'm sure they'll be checking in with us as well. And uh, Jamie keeps bugging me. She wants to go up, too. And I said, well, go ahead. That's <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you, You're Aaron. Welcome. Good to talk to you what guys. Website? Nice to talk to Give you. Give out the website again. Oh, yeah, you can follow uh, You can follow my blog and my writing online at horseandstylemag.com for Horse and Style Magazine. Horseandstylemag.com. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Happy trails. Glenda Geek here. The life of horse person is hard enough, and we all hate doing the required paperwork, and unfortunately, many of us never get around to it, and it just piles up on our desk. That is about to change thanks to the Equisketch Records app for your iPhone or iPad. My wife and I use it to track our horses, and we absolutely love this thing. Equisketch Records is the most thorough and complete equestrian records app on the market today. We love this app because you can track your farrier work, your dental, your Coggins, medicines, worming, and so much more. And you can get reminders on your device when all of these things are due. You'll never forget a worming or shots or farrier visit again. But it not only tracks your horse, you can also manage your horse shows, including individual events. You can manage riders, including lessons and memberships and so much more. And you can sync it between your iPhone and your iPad and all of this for the price of a couple of cups of coffee from Starbucks. Search for Equisketch Records in the iOS App Store or go to Equisketch.com. That's E-Q-U-I-S-K-E-T-C-H.com. Equisketch.com. Next week, uh, before we get to our next guest here, next week we're heading out to lot or to uh, Road to the Horse, and uh, we're looking forward to that. Uh, Jennifer and I are heading up there. This will be Jennifer's first time to see Road to the Horse, and of course that's a colt starting competition. It's the colt starting competition in the country. They have a uh, hundred thousand dollars on the line this year, and we've we you know we're friends with Mary Kitzmiller, who's one of the competitors, and several of the others. Uh, who a couple of them live not too far from us here in Florida. So we're looking forward to going up there. We're going to do live shows at Horses in the Morning Friday, Saturday, and Sunday next week, which is the 27th, 28th, and 29th. We're going to have live shows all three days from Road to the Horse. And Tammy Serrantz works for, of course, uh, was past host of the Western Radio Show. She works for Road to the Horse, so she's going to be there, and we get to see Tammy and uh, we're just looking forward to being back in Lexington for a couple of days. Now, I hope it's warm. <laughs> mm, me too. I'm really ready for it to be warm. For you guys. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, I, they're really ready for it to be warm. We have been warm. But uh, I will pack my chili clothes just in case. I'm ready for it to be the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> soon enough, Alina. Soon enough. So, yeah. So, look for our Road to the Horse coverage next week. That is something that uh, we're going to have to try and get you down for that next year. I think you, you and Jennifer would love watching that together, especially. Oh, I know. Yeah. Just, it is amazing to see him start with a horse that's never been touched. And in three days, they're doing amazing things on him. And it's all with natural horsemanship and a really gentle approach to training the horses. But they get it done in three days. Mm. It's fun to watch. And, and they have a packed house. I think they said they had two seats left, so they must have sold around 10,000 seats for this. Wow. Yeah, it's a big deal. 
It is a big deal. So we're looking forward to that next weekend. We've got a lot coming up for you here on the Horse Radio Network. But right now, Chelsea Seavers, one of our listeners, and I believe one of our auditors, is over about five miles from my house here in Ocala, Florida, at uh, Live Oak Stud, which is the name of the property. It's owned by Chester Weber and his mom. Actually, it's owned by his mom, but Chester lives there, too. And he is the top-ranked right now driver in the world. He's number one in the world, uh, represents the United States, obviously, and they have a 5,000-acre property there. Uh, we drove around to show Chelsea and, and Lisa last night. We drove around the edge of the property, and it takes about 15 minutes uh, to drive around the edge of the property. It's an amazing place, and they hold this international competition for drivers. It's, a, it's number one in the country. It's the biggest one we have. And also, they have combined it now with some top-flight show jumping, as Aaron mentioned. So uh, a lot going on over there this weekend, and we're going to be heading over to, to experience most of it. But Chelsea is there right now and going to give us a report from Dressage Day at Live Oak. Woohoo! Well, now coming up next, we have Chelsea Seavers with us. She's a listener of ours and also has hosted the driving radio show once or twice, I believe. She's a driver. She does ponies and minis, Helena. And she, she has come down with her friend Lisa, and they're actually staying at the uh, HRN Ranch here with us and helping us to cover the Live Oak International event, biggest driving competition in the United States, sort of like the Rolex of uh, driving. So they're about five miles from our house right now. They've just watched an entire morning of driving dressage. And how's it going over there, Chelsea? Hey, guys. It is going fantastic. You know, they always kind of joke about dressage being kind of boring to watch. But when you get the the pairs and the fours in there, it's really not boring. Uh, Let me tell you, it's been a, a morning full of inspirational drives where... You can kind of watch, and they give you the scores right afterwards, which is really kind of neat. So you know, you know who's doing well, who you know maybe kind of bobbled the move a little bit. So that's been really fun to watch. And the fours are currently in the ring now. Allison Stroud just went in, and uh, Chester Weber just came out. And let me tell you, the uh, the work that goes behind getting those four in hands ready is impressive. Oh my gosh, yeah. Very awe-inspiring here today. Let me guess. Chester did well. He did do very well. I mean, I think he had one of the best backs of the morning. You know, when you backing, you know, backing up with a single is one thing, but when you're backing up with a pair, some of the pairs really struggled with it, um, with the exception of Amy Cross. She's uh, currently leading the FEI pair pony. She had a fantastic drive. But, yeah, no, Chester's back was fantastic. And, yeah, it's really impressive when you watch the control and the collection that those four horses have. What is it like at a large driving competition? You know, we were just talking to Aaron um, about what's happening down on the winter circuit in Wellington. What's the energy like at, at Live Oak? Is it is it busy? Is it organized? Does it feel chaotic? What's the energy like? You know, it's, um, it's busy that it's not chaotic. You know, there's not a ton of people here, but the stands are starting to fill up, especially now that the fours are in. There's getting to be more people, and it's, um, I would say for the most part, the atmosphere is pretty calm. You know, it's definitely a lot of excitement um, and a lot of awe, I think, but uh, not, you know, I wouldn't call it chaotic or crazy. It's, you know, it's pretty calm. Everybody is, you know, and it's a lot of competitors watching, too, you know, watching each other, cheering on each other, which is nice to see. 
I think one of the differences too, Helena, is that the stabling for the drivers is about a half a mile away. It's it's far away. Ah, uh, yeah, it's a bit yeah. of a hike yes. to the barn. Yeah, probably it down yeah. there. It's chaotic. And what with with, with hits or with uh, weft down in Wellington, there the stables are right there. So you got the horses coming in and out of the barns, and you know, it, right with the arenas. Whereas here, it's completely separated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they keep you separated, and they they have you walk through sort of the vendor area, so you can you can go and shop too. Oh, has there been awesome. any of we that are. yet today? <laughs> there there is. I actually just bought a Benefab um, pole pad. My my guy gets a little tight in the pole and a little you know mouthy on the bit sometimes, especially when we're asking for a little bit more collection or a little bit more bend. You know, it gets a little tense up in the pole. So I, I talked to the Benefab rep, and uh, she talked me into getting a, a pole pad. So we're going to have to give that a try. And we went and scoped out some of the belts, which is fun. So I think you'll have to stay tuned. There may be a, a fashion at Live Oak from uh, On Horse Nation. So we may we may do that as well. Perfect. <laughs> now, you were gonna, she was going to buy one of the great big driving hats, too, like Wendy wears. I think I yes. am. I haven't, I haven't made it over there yet. But I've I have in in the budget from the husband uh, been allowed to <laughs> to buy a hat. Yes, I want to see a hat. You have to get a hat. Get an awesome hat. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Borrow some lipstick or grab some lipstick because you have to try on a hat and you got to put lipstick on and then take pictures and Instagram it. And stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Especially, you know, with the pale Wisconsin girl skin. You got to put <laughs> lipstick on. <laughs> been there, done that. Not Wisconsin, but. I've been sequestered yeah, yeah. in New England for 99 months well, under the I, snow. I told both of them when they got here yesterday, they put on their shorts. I said, you guys better have some sunscreen along or you're going to be burnt to a crisp after a weekend. It's 85. Yep. It's going to be we 88 the, the next coat. two days. <laughs> so. Yeah, it is a little toasty. Once that sun came out about 10, we're like, oh, yep, definitely sweating now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Florida. Sunburn Central. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I am so glad that you guys are here. It was so much fun. We went out to dinner with them last night and got to know them a little bit. And it's so it's so much fun that you're posting on our they're posting on the driving radio show Facebook page pictures and and reports and doing a good job there. And you're also going to be doing some reporting for HorseNation.com too, right? Yeah, yeah. Lisa's been a, a contributing writer for Horse Nation, so she is down here in that capacity as well today so, or this weekend. So that yeah, there'll be a Probably a traveling to Live Oak, and then there may be a fashion at Live Oak as well. So there will definitely be um, some driving represented on Horse Nation. Very good. Well, uh, we'll we'll keep in touch. Uh, dressage, what happens here is dressage goes to, uh, for the rest of today, yet, yeah, and then tomorrow. And then Chelsea's going to go out. Uh, Wendy's showing up from the driving radio show, and we're all heading out tomorrow afternoon to walk the course, to walk the obstacles. And then Wendy and I will be doing the live coverage of, for the USEF Network on their live video feed. We'll be doing the commentating on Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, and Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. Saturday is Marathon. You've got to watch Saturday. Marathon is the most fun thing you're going to watch in horse sport, and they have some crazy obstacles out there for them to go through. So you'll... You'll catch us. Uh, it'll be at usefnetwork.com. You'll see the live stream from Live Oak International. And then Sunday is Cones, where they have to go out and do a Cones course at speed without knocking them over. And they give them two inches on each side of their wheels. Uh, Helena, that's how much room they have on each side is two inches. Wow. Yes, yeah, so there's not a lot of room for error there. Yeah. Uh, 
But Chelsea, we're looking forward to hanging out with you guys this weekend. Wendy, you'll be coming up. Emily, will be coming up. We'll have uh, three hosts. Uh, four, four, yeah, four hosts it'll be a full here. house. Yeah, sounds great. We'll see you uh, later today. See you guys. Thanks. Right, have fun. Yep. Bye. Well, that was fun of Chelsea to do. She is a driver herself. She has the cutest ponies and minis. Uh, <laughs> she has bet. the cutest ponies and minis, and she, is, she drives in competition. Chelsea, there's, Chelsea's an amazing person, too. She, uh, well, she likes you, by the way. She loves the Stable Scoop show, and she really likes Selena. I don't Aww. think she likes me. She just stays with us because we're here. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but she, uh, she loves you, and she, she is an awesome, amazing person. She is going for her doctorate right now. Uh, she is a a Ironman competitor. She oh, does awesome! Ironman type stuff. She ran the Boston Marathon in 2011, so she's a marathoner, and uh, and she also shows her ponies and and does all of that. I don't know where she has time to do it all, but oh, bless she her does. Heart. She really does. Uh, so she is, will be tired walking around Live Oak this weekend. Chelsea, will be like, what are you doing? Sir? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pshaw. Sure. Yeah, I didn't run 26 <laughs> miles. I'm good. <laughs> All right, coming up next, Tack and Habit. I have a product that we've been reviewing that's very strange. This Tack and Habit segment is sponsored by Flirting with the World. You can find them online at flirtingwiththeworld.com. Fashion for the farm girl. What do you got, Glenn? You, you've been, I, we can't get off of flirting with the world that quickly. You've really been developing a following over there. Good for you. Uh, it's, I'm getting a lot of wonderful feedback from it. Um, it's all about the feminine spirit, the wise and whimical, whimsical feminine spirit. Um, you know, it's that farm girl in all of us who has to get up and get dressed and Get out the door, go to work, put on some nice clothes, get clean, take care of kids, have a relationship, find a relationship, groom her horses, go back to work, all of those things. But in the middle of all of that is usually just one woman trying to keep a lot of balls in the air. So flirting with the world takes takes a look at the life of the feminine spirit inside of all of us, hopefully with a little humor and a lot of style. All right, today's product uh, I I picked up at the Global Pet Expo, and so this is for the doggies. Actually, this is not a horse product, but we all have dogs, right? Yes. And well, I don't. <laughs> no, you don't right, right now. now. Yeah, we have I had don't. a lot of dogs, though. So. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Um, I will again. Yeah, soon. you will. I'm sure you will. They right find now, me. You know, there's advantage to not having dogs too. One is not having to get find somebody to take care of them when you go away. That is yeah. one, one thing. But you know, there, when we were at the Global Pet Expo, there were a million dog toys. I I mean, I cannot believe how many dog toys there are in this world. Uh, and and Chewies, all different kinds of Chewies. Well, the hottest thing, though, and the newest thing is, is, <laughs> is something called a root. R-O-O-T. A root. Like a tree root. Okay. Tree roots are becoming the hottest dog chewy. And I hmm. said, what? What are you talking about? Well... They really are. And what the theory is, is it's, first of all, it's sustainable because apparently they can take these roots off the trees and the tree just grows new ones. So you don't have to kill the tree to get to the root. Okay. So that's number one. Okay. Two, dogs love to eat things that are wooden. 
They love to eat table legs. They love, yes, they, yes. they love to eat everything in your house that's wood, right? They chew on yep. it. They gnaw on it. Our, we had one little dog. Oh, Shaky Jake was his name. And he Shaky Jake. Shaky Jake was his name. He would. Do you know why we called him Shaky Jake? Because no. um, when we were taking him home from the Humane Society, he was a puppy. And mm-hmm. he was at the Humane Society. And he, he, he fit in the palm of my hand. That's how big he was. He was tiny. Oh. And the whole way home, he was shaking like a leaf. So we, Oh, uh, we, gosh. And we knew somebody named Jake, so we called him Shaky Jake. <laughs> what kind of dog was it? He was a Pomeranian Pekingese. Oh, oh, a little a dog. Palm. Yeah, Pekapom. A little dog. His front teeth stuck out. He looks so funny. But uh, anyway, you don't strike me as a little dog kind of guy. <laughs> I don't know why I took that one home, but okay. He, okay. he caused more trouble. <laughs> So of, so, of course, the big dogs, you know, didn't cause half as much trouble as the little one did. Yeah. He barked yeah. all the time. We've never had a little dog since. But anyway, we had Jake for 15 years. And Shaky Jake, when he was a puppy, chewed the bottoms of every door jam because they're made out of wood. Every door jam in the house had chew marks on it because he would chew on the bottom of the door jams. So that's what, why they came up with the idea of giving the dog, instead of a chewy, like uh, antlers are a big thing. You can buy antlers, they're very expensive, but they last for a long time. Most chewies, yeah. you know, just get destroyed. Uh, but antlers will last for a long time. But, you know, we, they were looking for something that was more wood. And the thing about the root, as opposed to just giving them a stick, is sticks can splinter, right? And you can get splinters, and it can, they, they can cause trouble in the gums. Roots don't splinter. They're sinewy, and so they don't splinter. So they can chew, and they're very hard. So they can chew on the root and not have to worry about it. Well, we brought one home for glory. And I thought, there's no way. I'm just going to put it here, and we're going to see what happens. I don't think this dog's going to chew on a root. So... <laughs> Five minutes later, I, I, I watched her, and she didn't even it didn't smell like anything. She sniffed it, and then she went back to sleeping. Five minutes later, I came in the room, and I said, what is that noise? She was chowing down on that root. She oh. was just chewing on it and chewing on it, and she does now about once a day, she will chew on the root. And now they're very hard, so she doesn't get anywhere. You know, it's, it's pretty much uh, uh, like the antler that way in that it takes a long time for him to do anything, but her teeth have never been cleaner. Wow. I, I am so impressed with that. And we give her an antler. She has an antler. She has, you know, once or twice a week, we give her the, the rawhide chews. So she's had all of that, but her teeth have never been cleaner. And they are getting that way from chewing on this root. Uh, it's just a weirdest thing. And I didn't think it would work. I didn't think that they would even be interested in it. But apparently, dogs like wood. So if you want to keep your puppies from chewing on the, on the woodwork around the house, maybe consider giving them one of these 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 roots and that's there the one i we got was called rough roots r-u-f-f roots okay and it's made by the himalayan corporation and these are actually taken from trees in the mediterranean uh and they they said they're hand harvested and they're eco you know ecologically sustainable because uh because they the roots grow back they sprout again so right. these are out of spain is where these roots are and they're not cheap they you know they'll run you 20 bucks but they're also going to last you years it's not going to be like you know even the rawhide dog chews that they finish in an hour they're expensive now too so you can uh you can keep them from eating your furniture and getting them a something that doesn't splinter and they really do work i'm very impressed with it <laughs> I, and i didn't think i would be <laughs> I really didn't think the dog would even look at it.
She does. And they're so, not like sprayed with anything, like bacon no, scent or anything root. like that? No, it's just a root. I'm holding, okay. I'm holding one in my hand right now. This is for the large dogs, and it's pretty big. Probably weighs okay. four pounds. Um, and it's, it looks like a root. Now, they clean them, I guess, but I, they don't spray them with anything. <laughs> Feels like wood. Looks like huh. wood. Yeah. I'm okay. using it as a paperweight. <laughs> I don't think uh, Glory would be able to eat that one. It's really big. How much? How much? <laughs> 20 it sounds bucks like... for these things. Uh, you know, you can buy them on Amazon. If you look on Amazon and you go take a look for Himalayan Corporation or just look for Rough Root, R-U-F-F Root, and you can get different sizes. So they're anywhere from 15 to 20 bucks. But as I said, they're going to last you for a very long time. So, you know, you, know, you could buy four of the others and, and uh, this one will last you much, much longer. I don't know. That's my review. It, they, their website is HimalayanDogChew.com. HimalayanDogChew.com. But I've seen them. If you look up Rough Root, you'll see a bunch of different stores have them. I found them on Amazon, too. There's a product you didn't expect to be hearing about when you woke up this morning, huh? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Tree roots for your dog. Hey, whatever works. So that's whatever my review works. for this week. We want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, We're going to have a best of show for you next week because Jennifer and I are going to be traveling to Road to the Horse. Uh, You can catch our coverage over at horsesinthemorning.com. And uh, then we'll be back the following week. Helena's putting, I want to assure everybody, because I've been hearing more and more people, Helena is putting some more hunting segments together for the Stable Scoop show. Yes. So, and hunting, because, you know, hunting's kind of been put on a hold up north, too. So Ooh, everything's and, yeah, been put yeah, on Yeah, so, I mean, holes. you know, things have been kind of slow in that world. and But they'll start gearing up now, won't they? Especially down in the mid part of the country, Virginia and that kind of place. They'll start doing coving now. And They're uh, actually, um, yes, there's a, there's a defined, very defined line where one season, that's just south of the Mason-Dixon, where, where hunt season is wrapping up down there. Um but I think mid-Atlantic area, Virginia, New Jersey, and then northward, we're, we're getting started. Uh, we start um, around the third week in April with spring roading. Um, but a lot of the pre-season activities are starting to – they're all being scheduled. So hunts are starting to come out from underneath their caves. <laughs> Get that. I mean, the hounds have been no exercised <laughs> all winter long, but, you know, we're, we're, all, we're all running to, like, get our horses legged up and shed those 10 pounds we all gained over the winter, you know. Um, although we're getting that three to five inches, who the heck knows? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> One of these days you'll actually see your grass again. One of yeah. these days. It's probably still under there. I can see grass. I can yeah. see definitely some grass. And um, the manure that was frozen to the barnyard, I have um, stone dust and sand in my barnyard. And the manure would just, was just frozen. The, the pile has been frozen since January. Those have melted a little bit and I can scoop them up. But now they're frozen again because it got down to 19 degrees last night. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Can't catch a break. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate it. Find all of the past episodes at StableScoop.com. And, of course, the best way to listen to our shows is on our phone app. You can go to the iOS or Android app store on your phone and search for Horse Radio Network. StableScoop is one of eight different shows on the app. It's very simple, free, and easy to use. You can find Helena at? You can find me at FlirtingWithTheWorld.com. Look for us on Facebook. Just search Flirting With The World. Be sure to visit all the other great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Well, Helena, that's it for this week. 
that was plenty. But there'll be more next week. Until then, happy scooping. Happy scooping.